My God, my God, your God, our God, he's awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's so awesome. You have no idea, even in a tiny church, how much a pastor experiences from week to week especially one who is involved with anybody who is in trouble. We've had some miracles this week. We've had some miracles in this body this week. And we thank God. for who he is and what he does. Even many of you have no idea how awesome he is. You don't realize what he saved you from. This past week, all the trouble of the world, you are here. We are here. Problems, troubles, and all kinds of things going on in the world today. We are here. I invite you to come to a scripture lesson for today. Many of you may hear pastors talk about the lectionary a lot. That's, that's where we go when it calls for work. <laughs> and I can never believe how faithful it is to what is going on. And so about 80 or 90% of everything I preach comes from the suggestions of scriptures that a pastor finds weekly called the lectionary put together by a group of Holy Ghost field scholars and it works you. It's not a scripture you make up, it's a scripture you are guided to use. And so we come to the New Testament Gospel of Matthew chapter five. <coughs> verses 13 through 16. Matthew chapter five, verses 13 through 16. And if you're able, I invite you to stand out of reverence and respect for God's holy word. And listen now for the word of the Lord. You are, not the world. He's talking to the church, his disciples. He's talking to his disciples. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? Because it's no longer good for anything but to throw out and trampled underfoot. 
You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, Christians, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and not give glory to you, but give glory to your Father in heaven. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. I want you to pray with and for me now. Almighty God, as I have answered your call, said yes to your request. I need you so. And you have promised that you would not begin a good work in me and not see it to completion. And I pray that you would keep me going until my assignment from you is complete. So then my life would have given you glory. That is my greatest desire. That my life would give you glory. And so now, Lord, please allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for, for you are my strength. Oh, God, you're my strength. And you are my redeemer. In Jesus' name, I praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. Let the church say amen. Look at your neighbor and smile today. And then say, neighbor. neighbor. Be, flavor. be flavor. Look to the other neighbor, say, neighbor. neighbor. Be, light. be light. We're going to talk about that a little bit so you'll understand what I'm talking about for this is what you come for in the first place. In our scripture lesson this morning, Jesus uses two analogies to describe what we should be, the church. He had talked to his followers just before this, and he was still talking to them about the Beatitudes, that, that being blessed to those who followed him was different than what being blessed to the world was. And he continues to tell us how different we are from the world. Somebody say amen. And by this analogy, he meant that we should possess the power to be shakers and shiners. Ain't nothing like being a shaker for God and a shiner for God. And so this morning, we're going to explore the scripture lesson and learn what Jesus is talking about because Jesus is talking to us. Somebody say he's talking to us. The church. 
Say the church. Praise God's holy name. Jesus is talking to us who call ourselves Christians. And as he's talking to us, because he's talking to us because he knows how valuable we are. <laughs> Have you ever been in your house when the lights went out? It makes you think of how valuable the lights are. Have you ever been in the house when the water was turned off? Let's you know how valuable the water is. Jesus is talking to his people as he mostly does a lot of times, but he also talks to the scribes and the Pharisees and those who don't know him. But there are times when Jesus needs to get our attention before we forget who we are and why we are here. And so he talks to us because he knows that we come as the church with gifts and with talents. He's talking to us because he knows that we can make a difference in the world when we become who Jesus says we ought to be. Jesus knows you and I are worth something because we are his followers and we are called Christians. And so it is important that being a Christian makes the right impact on the world. Today we hear that people are leaving the Christian church in America like never before. And so we not, or not to get mad at the world. <laughs> Every time somebody points out to me what people do in the world, I point out what the church has not done to save them in the first place. Look at somebody and say, I'm a Christian. Say, that ought to mean something. Hallelujah. And beloved, I'm here to tell you that regardless of how you feel today, God considers you and me invaluable. He considers us incredible. God loves us and he longs for us to live out who we are. The world is dark because the lights are off. The world is nasty because we've not given the world a taste and a glimpse of who Jesus says we are. Jesus says two things about us, the church, in our scripture today. And if you're a real Christian, you're going to take this seriously. You can't be in the army of the world and not listen to the generals and the sergeants now. You can't go to work for a company and go in and do whatever you want to do and get promoted. You can't have a talent and get all caught up in it and not know who gave it to you in the first place. And so first Jesus says, we are here to season the earth. Oh my Lord, what does that mean? We are here See, when people come to church and they find the same kind of attitudes in the church that they find in the world, they don't want to come up in here. They deal with that every day. They go to work with people who act crazy every day. We are here to season, to flavor the air. Jesus says, you Christians, you are the salt of the earth. And then he says, oh, but if the salt has become tasteless, the question is, how can it be made salty again? Oh, my God. 
Because when you lose your saltiness, you're no longer good for anything. A lot of Christians, they just, they good, but they good for nothing. And they think being good will get them to heaven. But none of us are good enough to get to heaven without Jesus. So don't be tripping. Because you think you're so good, you're still not good enough. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Humble yourself, humble yourself, humble yourself. Let's see what God says about us. Because when you lose your saltiness, you're no longer good for anything. I love the word because the word does not play with us. It does not coddle us. Many times the word challenges us, corrects us. It says you're not good for anything except to be thrown out, trampled underfoot by people. That's why the United Methodist Church and other denominations are empty. They've lost their saltiness. Well, to discover the meaning of what Jesus is saying, we need to understand the function of salt as it was understood in Jesus' original first century audience because the meaning of salt is very similar still today. Salt is still salt. The fact that salt has many functions in the ancient world, and it still does Today, salt has so many uses that it's just highly valued. In fact, salt was so valued in the Romans that they sometimes paid their soldiers with salt. And that's where we get the expression. You ever heard this one? Salt was known to be of great value, and you've heard, have you ever heard anybody say, he's not worth his salt? That's, that's where this comes from. He's not worth his salt. Salt was known to be of great value then and now. Salt can be a preservative, an antiseptic, a fire catalyzer, a thirst stimulator, and it can even be a fertilizer and make beautiful things grow. But of all the functions of salt in this context, we can safely say Jesus is thinking of salt as a seasoning agent. Jesus mentions the taste of salt. And that supports our interpretation, our exegetical work of this scripture. Well, beloved, the truth be told, my beloved, my beloved, you know, God needs today in an unflavorful, nasty world God needs some salt shakers today. Salt shakers today. Because the world is just not tasting very good today. The world is like soup that's flat. It's like vegetables that's bland. It's like pork chops that don't have no taste. Don't act like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> because the world is not accepting what the church is dishing out today. Because it ain't got no flavor to it. The church is not accepting what we're dishing out. You know what? We need to be shaking today, church. Shaking, shaking, shaking. We need to shake out some love. And we need to shake out some Jesus. And we need to shake out some patience and shake out some tolerance and shake out some healing. We need to shake out some understanding. We need to shake out. Help me up in here today. Woo, let me get up. Don't get upset. We got somebody clean. We need to shake out. Do something. Make a difference in the world. Shake it out. You can never say, shake it out. Don't be cute. Shake it out. We need to shake it out because 
To be salty means to be like Jesus and to live a life like Jesus lived. But many times, because the church today is so caught up in itself and in other people that the church itself don't even know much about how Jesus lived. Reminded of a story, a young salesman was disappointed about losing a big sale and he talked to his sales manager and he said, I guess it just proves you can't lead a horse to water. You can't make him drink. You heard that one? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. The manager said, son, you need to take my advice. Your job is not to make him drink. Your job is to make him thirsty. Our job is not to bring people into the church and then expect them to leave with the Holy Ghost. One thing we know today, because there's so much going on about why people are leaving the church. One thing we know is that people just don't come into church and then come back. People today are looking for human relationships. People come into church and you don't smile at them and you're not nice to them and you don't touch them and you don't say, I love you. They not coming back and you got to do it more than once. They'll come back when they test, how much do you love me? How much will you stay in contact with me? How patient are you with me? Because the church can be the snootiest place. And you know, we be snooty and we ain't even got nothing. I find more snooty in the little church than I do in the mega church. Just, just kind of love each other and that's enough. Don't want no new people coming in. They might take my job. Your job is to make people thirsty. To make people say, I want to be like that. What, what do you have that, that I don't have? What do you, what do you have that, that, makes me, that, that makes me feel good? What, what do you have that makes you love me even when I don't act right? What do you have? Bible says in the Psalms, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul pants for thee. I've experienced that in some young people today. They're just panting. They have all these questions. They want to know. They want to know more and know. My soul is Thirsty. Child of God, are you making anyone in your life thirsty to know more about Jesus? Is there anyone who's curious about your life because you showcase the life of Jesus? Your lifestyle should have such a flavor that it creates in others a hunger and a thirst for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We went to a renewal of a wedding vows last weekend, it was just absolutely beautiful. But I understand that some of the people who had never, well, they had been around Christians, um, <laughs> said they had never experienced Christians having fun. Is that sad? <laughs> Is that sad? Because we had the spirit of God in us and there was a flavor about that mix. There was a flavor where we get so cute. We can't holler. Where we get so cute. We can't dance. Where we, I asked some Africans came to the church to do a dance to an African-American history month years ago and I said, some, one of the Christians said, was that a holy dance? 
an African said, all dance is sacred. See, it's just in this country that we separate the sacred from other things. All things ought to be sacred. The Bible says dance. I went to the holiness church and asked them to teach me the holy dance. Did you know there's a holy dance? I know how to dance, the, the holy dance. Because I don't want to act like somebody who don't have rhythm. The Holy Ghost will give you rhythm. Because he, he flows. Ooh, he's like the wind. And you know you get an attitude when the Holy Ghost is flowing and you standing in one place like you don't have no rhythm. That's why you're always bumping into somebody and crashing into somebody. Stay in your lane and know how to move in and out of the lane so nobody gonna get hurt. I'm talking about God giving rhythm. The world moves. It moves. Church, your lifestyle should have such a flavor that it creates in others a hunger and a thirst for the gospel of Jesus Christ. The world has flavor, flavor. <clears throat> Don't be mad at the world. God bless flavor, flavor. You know what God is doing? Slapping the church in the face by using the people that we are shocked that God will use because he can't use us no more. And he will never not find people to use. I just hope I'm never left out of what God is doing because he will leave us out, walk across the street, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. It's a new day. You can't do back then. Well, back then, the church wasn't doing that much anyhow. But, but you can't do yesterday. Today. You got to be in today. Today, a time when the world is just filled with people who don't know Jesus The church needs some people. Who have Jesus flavor. <laughs> Glory to God. And so, you know, beloved, some people put salt on tomatoes and watermelons, right? But they don't talk about the salt. That sure was some good salt. <laughs> It enhances the flavor of what you put it on. That's the way a Christian ought to be. We ought to enhance the flavor of whatever we put the life of Jesus on. Stop talking about the world. The world is the world is the world. It's dark. It don't have no light. Don't expect it to have light. Don't criticize the world for being the world. Yesterday, someone pointed out to me that on our church sign was the word Satan. First thing I did was blame the church. <laughs> it must be somebody in this neighborhood. Maybe they've never been invited. I don't know. It might be some children like those children in the back who had never been inside a church. I don't know. All I know is as a Christian, if I find out who did it, I bet you I'm going to love them into Jesus. I bet you I ain't going to be whipping them and talking about them. Because one of the reasons the world is so bad is that the church has had its lights off. We don't have no flavor, no patience, no tolerance with people in the world who don't know Jesus. That's who the world knows. S-A-T-A-N. 
The children see it on the TV. Have we ever written letters to the television stations, ABC, NBC? Did we say anything when they took prayer out of the schools? What were we doing, church? What were we doing? Do we say anything about people just going around killing each other and remind them that the Bible says thou shalt not kill? What are we doing? What are we doing? That sign says somebody has not been touched by the power of Almighty God. Somebody does not know Jesus. And who's going to tell them? The school? Not, that's not their job. The doctor's office, that's not his job. The store, that's not their job. The soccer team, that's not their job. It's our job to tell the world about Jesus because the job of salt is not to make you how great the salt is, but how great the salted food is. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm salted with Jesus. And so we need to just sprinkle Jesus all over our society. Just, ooh, just sprinkle Jesus. Just, ooh, Jesus. I'm going to sprinkle it in the church first before we go out of here. If you can't sprinkle what you ain't got. Ooh, Jesus. Help us in here, Jesus. Help us go out into the world. Stop letting us think. Just come into church every Sunday is all we have to do. You have given us a world to sow. Sow the world. We're supposed to be the spice of life. That's why we always have a smile on our face. Because we are the spice of life. If we have Jesus, we need to show it. We need to live out who we are and give the world a taste and a glimpse of who Jesus is. We are spicy because we're too blessed to be bland. you laugh when you want to cry. A Christian ought to make you feel bad when they lie and you tell the truth. A Christian ought to make you feel better when you're getting ready to go to glory and they right there by your bedside not saying a word but just loving you. I can't tell you what a blessing it was yesterday to see all those new people and God knows I tried to touch as many as I could. Physically touch. You know why? Because when I walked out in a robe, one thing that don't mean nothing to a lot of people who ain't been in church, they wonder what kind of costume I got on. In fact, preachers took the robe off. God don't like that either. Because he said, put on the priestly garment and stop sexualizing the pulpit and spending all that money on them suits. We too blessed to be bland Christians. Put a smile on your face. Hug somebody. Say a kind word. Give an encouraging word. Tell somebody you love them. Make somebody laugh. Get some flavor. In your appearance, look like you know who Jesus is. Walk different. Talk different. Jesus said that we are the salt of the earth. Look at your neighbor and say, represent. Okay. Then, okay. Then Jesus continues as we get through. The final phrase, he said, you know, if you're tasteless, then you're just worth nothing. That's fine. The whole point of salt is to leave the shaker. Listen to this. The whole point of salt is to leave the shaker. <laughs> to leave the shaker, the building, and hit the meat, the street. The purpose of salt is to leave the shaker. That's our building and hit the meat, 
the street. We must impact our world with the life of Jesus. We must give the world a taste and a glimpse of who Jesus is. Oh, taste and see that the Lord, he's good. Let the church say amen. amen. And so then as Jesus goes on, he talks about the salt of the world. And Jesus says, he tells us that we are called to shine the light of Jesus. You see, if the world is dark, there is no light that it can illuminate through sin but the light of Jesus. The world is dark today. And we know the light of the world. But we go around like the light of the world is cut off. And you know what? At best, this is what we do. As Christians, we have to do stuff. So we quiet. We ain't flavorful. We ain't exciting to be around. We cranky, grumpy. Crit- oh, man. Some Christians, you just don't want to be around. Well, they're really not Christians, but that's what they call themselves. But I'm going to tell you, Christians have flavor, and we have a light, and we got to get better with the light. If you can't do it right, this is what my mama used to say, if you can't do it right, what? Don't do it. Stop playing Christian. This is what we do. See, we're just going to show a little bit. That's what, this one, we come to church and don't go to the street. We just... Yeah. This is all coming to church and going back home is this little bitty light right here. (laughs) Oh, but when we shine the light. Oh, when we shine the light. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. And if we don't, want to shine the light if we don't want to be salty and flavorful. You know what we ought to do? (laughs) (laughs) That's why Jesus is emptying out churches. (laughs) Who ain't doing it right? Jesus said, that church just, what is a flashing red light? Stop! Don't go over there! As disciples of Jesus Christ, we have got to stop talking about how bad the world is and do something about it. I have something to do this week with our school. I'm glad I need to do it. I hadn't done it before, but I'm excited about the opportunity to have a meeting with the staff, talk about a few things, because I just might make somebody in that meeting thirsty. So I ain't going in with no attitude. They pay the bills. That's crazy. It's the only thing happening at this church Every day, all day. I ain't complaining about that. I'm thankful to God that we have human beings who rest themselves on our property. I'm just going in there to be the pastor and get some things straight. I ain't mad at them because they don't know. They're not supposed to know. They ain't the church. I want them to act better. I got to go in acting better. If I want them to act better, I got to love them even when they think they're not lovable. I'm telling you, as followers of Jesus Christ, he's telling us that we ought to be the light of the world. And when Christians are the light, everything changes. Listen to me carefully. Christianity is not a covert operation, church. That's what we become. We're in a covert operation. Christianity is not slinking around in the dark. (laughs) 
trying to get some work done. Don't want nobody to know I'm a Christian. I ain't going to tell nobody. There's no room for secret agents in God's church. We not the spiritual CIA. We are the light, bold. We are the light of the world. We love boldly. We tolerate where people are boldly. We understand boldly. We give grace and mercy boldly. The Bible says, don't hide your light under a basket. Well, Pastor, well, Pastor, what is that light up? What is it that lights up my work? One name, what's his name? into a room where people are pitiful, you ought to just light up the room without having to say a word. When people are hurting, you ought to just touch somebody and they feel a healing. When people don't know God, just to see you walk, oh, let me tell you what we do. When new people come, I look around because I'm just like a mother and y'all my children. I'm just like the mama. I'll be looking around, see what my children are doing, how they acting. What have they learned? And sometimes we gather ourselves together, even when we're in a big crowd where there are a lot of new people. And I will never be in a room and see a person at a table by themselves and I not go over. I've watched us just gather at a table with all the people we know and leave the people out that we don't know. We are bold in our love for humanity. We are bold in our love. Yesterday we stayed a little later because I wanted to know how do you do a funeral in the Hispanic tradition? Because I love them. Their request to kept us here later was that they wondered if they could leave Jacob in the church all night and they stay here. And I said, is that your tradition? Then certainly, certainly, you can do that. The funeral home looked like, for real? This ain't about black, white, brown, red, or yellow. It's about Jesus. What would Jesus say to a grieving family who just lost their baby 22 years old? What would Jesus say? And then I got up and told all the people they just wouldn't leave the sanctuary and they're beautiful. Some just stayed. Others just stayed around on the holy ground. I said, I want you to know what was going on. That the family was questioning if they could stay in the church all night. 
with Jacob. And I said, hablo usted español un poquito? Si. I tried a little at the end. Y'all don't know how pastor work on Saturday to say them Spanish expressions I was practicing. Just practicing with the computer. Because I wanted to be able to touch people with a little something, something that they could understand. Because Jesus would have done that. I explained to them as they cried. And I said, I'm trying. I'm so sorry I can't fully express your language. But I got a language I can express. I love you. Katie did all. I love you. Dios te bendiga. God bless you. They're still talking First, let me tell you, you know how to love each other. You're good at that. In fact, sometimes I wonder why Christians in church need so much attention. There are people in the world that have never been anything but talked about and loathed and looked down on. Oh, you have it, the love. I just pray that you learn to spread it to the strange. I pray you learn to spread it to those you don't know. I pray you learn to spread it. See, that's our test. Last week, God tested us. We passed. This week, God tested us. This church was packed out. We passed. Let's keep getting better and better and better and better and love. I love you, Pacoma first. And I am not known to fail. I love a challenge, and I'm going to keep pushing you and pushing you and pushing you because I know you're valuable. And I'm going to fuss at you when you don't smile at me. And I'm going to fuss at you when I don't see you doing what you want to do because I know what you can do. May God make this church a church of shakers and shiners in a world that has not experienced the love of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. It's a time for the church to shine. Shine, shine, shine. The old people used to say, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. But it's time for the bright light now. Ain't time for no little light. It's time for floodlights now. It's time for boldness now. It's time for us to say, Lord, I'm available. 
third nail, you play so good, I can't decide which one I want. <laughs> I always send the songs. I think we are ready to recommit today. Lord, I'm available. We got to do that every week. You could have joined the church 40 years ago and used that same energy. We got to renew our energy today. Week after week after week after week. We got to recommit ourselves week after week after week after week. Lord, I'm available. Just enable me to say, my, my storage is empty, and I am available to you. Thank you, Jesus. Stand, stand to your feet. Lord, I'm available in this dark, evil, sinful world. My will, I give to you, Lord. We're going to fill this church up. Here I am. We say, God, where are you? God says, no, where are you? God, what are you doing? No, God says, what are you doing? This is a partnership. <laughs>